Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh everyone um, Jazakallah khair once again for joining our top 10 discussion um, That we have nightly at 1am May Allah bless you all for coming in so late And hopefully you benefit from the recitation, the dua in the discussion um, Jazakallah khair uh, As always we will start with um, a recitation from one of our students It's Qari Nul Huda from San Antonio you, Did you just finish Tarawih as well? G just finished Alhamdulillah, is your throat, is your throat okay? <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> Inshallah he will read and, and he will bless us with his recitation for 10 minutes And in that time inshallah all of you join And assalamu alaikum as you join And then you'll, you'll be taken away by um, a special group of scholars today as well And inshallah you'll enjoy their discussion Jazakallah khair Bismillah nur Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سنة من قد أرسلنا قبلك من رسلنا ولا تجد لسنتنا تحويلا أقيم الصلاة لدنوك الشمس إلى غسق الليل إلى غسق الليل وقرآن الفجر إن قرآن الفجر كان مشهودا ومن الليل فتهجد به نافلة لك وساء يبعثك رب كما قام محمودا أقيم الصلاة لدلوك الشمس إلى غسق الليل وقرآن الفجر إن قرآن الفجر كان مشهودا ومن الليل فتهجد به نافلة لك عسى أن يبعثك ربك مقاما محمودا 
وأخرجني مخرج صدق وجعلني من لدنك سلطانا نصيرا وقر بأدخلني مدخل صدق وأخرجني مخرج صدق وجعلني ملة كسلطانا نصيرا وقل جاء الحق وزاق الباطل إن الباطل كان زوقا وقل جاء الحق وزاق الباطل إن الباطل كان زوقا وننزل من القرآن ما هو شفاء ورحمة للمؤمنين ولا يزيد الظالمين إلا خسارا <تصفيق> وننزل من القرآن ما هو شفاء ورحمة للمؤمنين ولا يزيد الظالمين إلا خسارا وإذا أنعمنا على الإنسان أعرض وَإِذَا مَسَّهُ الشَّرُّ كَانَ يَئُوسًا وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شِفَاءٌ 
وَإِذَا مَسَّهُ الشَّرُّ كَانَ يَئُوسًا قُلْ كُلٌّ يَعْمَلُ عَلَى شَاكِلَتِهِ قُلْ كُلٌّ يَعْمَلُ عَلَى شَاكِلَتِهِ فَرَبْ بكم أعلم بمن هو أهدى سبيلا صدق الله العظيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته قارنوا نور ما شاء الله نورتنا ونور قلوبنا وصدورنا وبيوتنا نور الله قلبك كما نورتنا بارك الله فيك الله تحفظك بلاش النور for the beautiful recitation uh, I'm going to bring uh, the, the great sheikh on, on the screen sheikh Masmari mashallah thank you so much Noor for recitation may Allah bless you may Allah smile completely may Allah continue to shower his blessings upon you and your family inshallah wa alaykum salam and jazakumullah khair sheikh take care you have energy throughout the day I don't know how um, um, that's Michigan State. This is the new the new logo from Miftah. Michigan stole it from us. Oh, that makes sense. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh Keep me in your Let's let's bring on. Oh, Sheikh Sheikh Masmi, should we bring on Mufti Abdurrahman? Is it possible? Should we? Of course. If you don't bring him on, I'm gonna leave. All right. <laughs> you had to put me on the middle, huh? You had to remove me from the Miftah logo, huh? I can I can put you next to the Miftah logo, but we don't want to get a lawsuit against the community center. <laughs> good to see both of you. How are you, Sheikh Abdulrahman? I'm good, man. I'm good. Alhamdulillah. I kept my imam on today. I was gonna I was gonna do a tutorial today for you. Take it off and put it back on. Why not? It's beautiful. Whatever you do, you're beautiful. Jazakallah khair. Sheikh Abdullah, you know, inshallah, maybe soon, you know, we're gonna have uh you know, you take off your topi and Sheikh Abdulrahman take off his imaman. <laughs> but why are you on the left? You have to be on the right. Is there any way you can put me on the right? I don't know. No, I can't. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Stop. I'm going to put myself on a bigger screen. I'm going to put you guys small. Oh, no, no, that's not the right one. There you go. <laughs> that's good. You can't be on the right, Bajan. I'm okay. Right now, Sheikh Masmari is in the middle. I'm perfectly fine. Guys, um, welcome, Sheikh Masmari. Welcome, Mufti Abdurrahman. It's such a pleasure to have both of you on tonight. And uh, at 1.14 a.m. in the month of May, Ramadan 2020. This is, again, a very unique, unprecedented experience, this Ramadan, where everyone will be, everyone has been spending the Ramadan at home with their family. A lot of people are telling me they're enjoying it with their family. A lot of people are telling me this Ramadan has given them a different experience no other Ramadan has in, in a unique way. And so we ask Allah SWT to accept their fast, their prayers, their supplications. We're coming down to the end. I know there's, there's this is usually people will be, what would people be doing right now, Sheikh Masmari, before before Eid, typically? What would they be doing? What's the plan going on? 
Uh, for us, you mean at the masjid or just people? Culture, the community, members, not the masjid, just families and, you know. I guess maybe now shopping for Eid. Exactly, exactly. You know? right. So that's that's right. So that was that's usually what's happening right now, especially overseas. The Eid shopping is a huge deal. It's like, it's like Christmas shopping there. And people are not able to do that. So we can focus on our ibadah still. And um, really, you're not going to be able to show off your clothes to everyone this Eid. So you can stay home and, you know, take it easy. Don't spend too much money and, you know, and have fun with your family. This is a good, different, different experience. But inshallah, we should all dress up for each other. Sheikh Masmari, welcome to our segment. And I want to thank you for taking out the time. I know you had early lecture at Unity Center for your community. And Sheikh Masmari and Sheikh Abdurrahman was on the reflection at 9.45 with me. Sheikh Abdurrahman has seen me so much that he is he's asking to dis, distance himself from me. And I'm not going to allow him to do that. So I'm going to let you guys do everything today. I'm going to watch the show. And if there's something that I like, I'll say wah wah and I'll, I'll chip in. But otherwise... Welcome to the welcome to the program to the top ten series of the last ten nights. What are we talking about today, Sheikh Musman? What's in your mind? So, uh, one of the topics that that we feel is very important as Umm Aisha radiAllahu anha, she said, "Afdalul ibadah That one of the greatest ibadah to engage in is to be in the state of humbleness. And uh, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu would consider this min ashraf al-amal. One of the signs of nobility and one of the amal that, uh, that is done by noble people that also need, uh, that also lead to, uh, to nobility is, is humbleness. So inshallah, hopefully we could have a discussion around uh, humbleness and how to achieve it and how the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was. The crazy thing is that I came in, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hear both of them talk. I just want to hear, you know, my beautiful brothers and Mashaikh talk, and let's enjoy it. So, I guess no, no, we're going to have you talk. We're both going to listen, and 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 then we're just going to just enjoy. It. Then humble yourself. Humble yourself. I, I'm trying. It's, you know, every time I feel a little arrogant, I'm fortunate that my wife humbles me. <laughs> it's so humbling. When you come home and she's like, why are you late? Oh, I'm like, you know, and um, your flight got delayed or something. And why didn't you pick up your phone? Did you bring the diapers? You know, very humbling. doesn't matter who you are, what you are. Being married should keep you humble. And if you're if you're not humble in your marriage, you're going to have a lot of problems. I'm a very, like Sheikh Masmani knows by now. I'm a, I can spark marriages, you know, relationships. You know, I'm, a, I'm an expert in marriage counseling. <laughs> you know? That could be one of the talks, you know. I don't like to. I don't like to give this talks for free. This is something that you don't have to go. <laughs> no, level. This is not going to be. This stuff doesn't get. This is not stuff that we share just like that. This is. This is advanced level advice for people who's lost a spark in the relationship. And it requires a payment, huh? I don't. I don't. I don't ask that up front, but I'll accept it if they offer. <laughs> Remember the conversation about the honorarium, but then you, lo you lost me over there. You said, if they give you honorarium, just give it to me. But then you just, you went you went completely numb on that one. You just, I don't like, that one too. We don't I, want to talk about it. It's sort of personal. We don't want to talk about honorarium right now, okay? <laughs> let's, let's keep, we'll talk about humbleness. Let's keep the topic. Let's stay on, let's stay on the train, right? We don't want to get derailed. Um, so, Sheikh Masmani said that um, humbleness is one of the biggest form of ibadah. Sheikh Masmari, please, can you talk, give us some expressions? What is the definition of humbleness? 
What is the virtue of humbleness? How can we inquire, acquire humbleness? And just give us what is rundown. What is what is what does a humble person look like? But John, the thing is, before she, like before Sheikh Masri jumps right into the train, why is it important to know that? Because remember the hadith of Prophet he said to Ya Suraqa, Allah bi ahl jannati wa ahl nar. Like, should I not tell you about the people of Jannah uh, and and people of Jahannam? You know, like should should I tell you who they are? And then he just he mentioned a few qualities, right? And uh, one of the things he said about the people of Jahannam is. What did he say? Right? That the opposite, you, you learn things, you learn about the reality of things by learning the opposites, right? And the opposites, the, the greatest disease is the disease of pride and the greatest gift is the gift of humility. I mean, hands down, hands down, right? The greatest disease is the disease of pride and the greatest gift is the gift of humility. And so he, he said that the people, people that enter into Jahannam are going to be the people who are obnoxious, aggressive, and arrogant. And the people of Jannah are the ones who are always lower themselves and always are humble. They have they, they put they have their ego at check. They keep their ego at check, right? And the word tawadu it comes from the word wadu'a. And we know as Arabs, like the people the, those who speak Arabic, wadu'a means to put something down. And it, it even the word itself tells us that it means to keep on putting your ego down. And that's why it's such an important topic. Like if we want to know. Like we, when Allah talks about the people of Jannah in the Quran, He also lists their qualities. When Allah talks about the people of Rahman in the Quran, He lists their attributes. We are more concerned about that, not the title, but the qualities under the title. Many times, under the title of a munafiq or a hypocrite, there will be qualities, and we might find those qualities in our lives. So the title doesn't matter, even if we could call ourselves Muslim, Mu'min, but are those qualities similar to our qualities? That's a scary thing. Similarly, when Allah gives titles, these are Ibadur Rahman, the servants of Rahman. These are people who are successful. These are believers. And then He lists their qualities. Those are the qualities we have to concern ourselves with. And that's why this is such an important topic. Important, like when Allah talks about the servants of Rahman, the first quality He mentions, those who tread their earth with humility. And that's why everyone who's watching today, and Sheikh Masmini, the reason why we wanted to discuss this today is I find this to be such an important topic that if you have never seen my car before, my license plate literally had humility written on it. Not that it made me humble, but I just want, I had a, you know, I have a habit of trying to put qualities on my license plate. I had one eye missing. It was humility just because I wanted to, you know, just maybe through my license plate, people can understand the, you have uh, the you importance. Have, you have the next adjective for your next license, next license plate? I mean, I have one that says forgive that I had, and I had humility. Okay. And then I had, uh, when I had my 1997 Honda Civic, I had grateful. Grateful. I have one suggestion for you. Go ahead. I have two suggestions for you. Go ahead, Bajan. Actually, three. Can, Sheikh Masumi, can you guess one of them? No. Come on, guess it. No, I won't. Just go. One is vah vah. <laughs> the second one is sophoria. Right? And the third is... What is it called? Tantalize. Tantalize. Tantalize is for you. If you put these on, I'm telling you, everyone's going to like your car. Um, you won't get no scratches, no bumps, never get into an accident. It's going to be safe, inshallah. Just the word tantalizing will help. So thank you for that's why. That's why I think it's important. So now Sheikh Masmini can jump right into it. That's why I wanted to just lay the framework why it's so important. Perfect. Sheikh Masmini, take over. So... I love the introduction, and there's many ahadith that people can go back to. I just want to share some personal understandings about 
about tawadu, about humbleness, humility. In the Arabic language, you know, there may be a slight meaning between madalla and tawadu, uh, but English is different. But let's just um, let's just uh, you know uh, say a few ahadith that just speak about the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam beyond him encouraging humility and humbleness. You know, these are ahadith that you can easily Google. You've heard them before in lectures. Inna Allah awha ilayya tawadu man tawadu ilayya rafaa that Allah has revealed unto me to be humble. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ says, whomsoever humbles themselves, Allah would elevate them. There's many ahadith you could you can go back to. Umar anhu arda, he he walks into the prophetic home when he وسلم, had issues with his spouses. And he walks in, he says, Fara'aytu He says, I walked in. And this is after the Prophet وسلم, and the rumors that were spreading like wildfire that he وسلم, divorced all of his wives. He said, I walked in and I found Muhammad وسلم, just laying on the floor. And Umar عنه, wanted to open the discussion. He wanted to make the Prophet laugh. He said a few things and that's another topic. But then the Prophet وسلم, would smile every time. Until Umar عنه, sought permission, he said, Ya Rasulullah, ajlis, can I sit down? The Prophet said, yes. When Umar sat down, he وسلم, got up. So he was laying down throughout the whole time in the corner, like a very humble servant of Allah. As he said, I am only a servant of Allah. I eat like servants. I sit like servants. He was a humble servant of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Umar radiallahu anhu arda says, فَقَامَ صَلَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ وَقَدْ تَأَثَّرَ جَمْبُ That he, he got up and all of his side was affected by the mat that he was laying on sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Umar radiallahu anhu cried at that moment. And the Prophet then got, asked Umar, مَا يُبْكِيكِ He said, Ya Rasulullah, the Roman emperor, the Persian emperor enjoying this world and you find yourself here and you're... Uh, this is your lifestyle. He sallallahu alayhi wasallam would go days in the state of hunger. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam responded. But you can just sense that he sallallahu alayhi wasallam kana la yatakallafu tawadu. Keep that in mind. He, he, tawadu was part of who he was. It wasn't something that he would remind himself to be patient like us or to be uh, humble like us. Okay, now I have to uh, be humble today. People said this. I have to walk with humility and humbleness, he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, part of who he was, he was mutawadah. And the conclusion that I got from all of this, my dear mashayikh, and everyone that's listening, is that tawadu is between you and Allah, not between you and the creation. Oh, okay, okay. You know, the moment you think tawadu is between you and the creation, that I have to humble myself in the presence of these people, this is when tawadu becomes a struggle. Oh, wow, wow. Is this a very key point. I want you to elaborate this. Yeah, that tawadu is a ibadah between you and Allah. And this is the only time you can overcome the challenge of arrogance and all the other list that comes along. Is that when I'm doing this as a form of ibadah between me and Allah, as you pray with khushu', you walk with humility and humbleness. And this is why the Prophet ﷺ never struggled and he never changed. Because your salah remains the same, your zakah remains the same, your... Siyam remains the same, and your tawadu remains the same. 
he sallallahu alayhi wasallam was more humble walking back into Mecca wow in the conquest of Mecca than walking out out of Mecca uh, in in the state of defeat he was more wow. humble walking in say that again say that again the prophet is walking back in the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was more humble returning back to Mecca than he was leaving Mecca in early on in the time of hijrah and not only that when he walked in sallallahu alayhi wasallam his beard was touching his camel tawadu lillah you know and should, there was no takalluf there was no takalluf when he would sit on the floor they had to beg the prophet to sit on a like a, on a lifted place you can like you it's almost like a jilid something like very small leather it wasn't something special but they had to beg the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam to sit on that he didn't want to and he didn't say because i want to be humble it's just this is who the prophet was and if we can't embody that side of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam then tawadu will continue to be a struggle and a form of mujahada it's just endless effort you will just continue to to work and work and work and maybe achieve nothing in the end of the day but it's very serious this is something that inshallah i want to hear everyone talk about but this is serious because the opposite of 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 tawadu is kibr and the consequences of that that you will not enter jannah so do not belittle this topic and do not underestimate what's being said and do not think that muhasaba is necessary muhasaba is is wajib in this because in the absence of holding oneself accountable when talking about this is being deprived from enter jannah and we ask Allah to not make us among those people allow me to interject with your permission um the, the aspect of you know talking about equality sometimes it becomes heavy on some people you know like when you talk about generosity people who are not generous feel like you're kind of attacking them you know and when you talk about humbleness people who feel like are they talking about me let me tell you something brothers and sisters if you're feeling that we're talking about you then we're talking about you <laughs> all right i'm just going to say it. like stephen a smith all right no 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 nice but the reason, but, but I would say like yes, like if I, if someone is saying something in the speech, and you feel like yo they're talking to me, they're talking to you. <laughs> like if someone's talking about video games, you're playing a lot of video games, talking to you. If they're talking about Tawaldo and you and it's it's getting to you, that means possible this topic is really relevant for you. This is what you want to hear. You understand? Like you know sometimes. Uh, you you you're listening to something on the news and you're thinking about it like whoa they're talking about something i want to hear about this is something we need to rectify why because if it's something we don't uh, apply inculcate in our life this is detrimental to our life in this world so many relationships so many friendships so many bonds are literally shredded because of arrogance employees customers coworkers family Someone can step on their ego. You you too can sit with me because you're humble. But I say things sometimes which are offensive, but you guys are humble. And I have to force myself to be humble to take it back. We that's how life is. You so in my I, I have to say something with this up. I when I look at the Waldo, I'm telling you anything. If I see someone who may not be the most uh physically most attractive, he doesn't got the best body in the same thing, you don't got the muscular Hercules body. You know, right? He does, and and then at the same time, he might not have the most fanciest car. He might not have the most fanciest ride. He might not have the most fanciest living quarters. 
But if I find humbleness in him, this man is fancy. Or the sister is fancy. She's, she's, she's real. She's a real deal. On the reverse of this, if I see a person, they got everything. They're, mashallah, blessed head to toe. They're shining. They're beaming. Everything as well. But when they talk, or not even when they talk, but when you talk to them, they give an arrogant vibe. Right? You just don't want to talk to them anymore. Like they they might sound they might look religious. You know the worst arrogance. We're not going to arrogance, but the worst form of arrogance is arrogance of religiosity. When you think you are religious, when you think you're righteous, that was the arrogance that who had Iblis, the devil. That was that was his part of his arrogance, because he felt he was more superior for the elements he was created on fire. But of course, he had worshipped God for so many years. He built this type of mentality. So it's very important for all of us in our lives. This topic is so important. It is a condition to Jannah. It's not only a condition to Jannah. Like Salah is a condition to Jannah. But if you pray, you don't pray. It can affect your relationships in social matters. But Tawadah has a direct effect on everyone around us. And, you know, so uh, Sheikh Masmari Muftisa, people, like, I think you said very, you, I think that the thing that I was thinking about and I was questioning, people have a struggle, like, they always have to out outdo someone. You know, like, some people are sitting on a dinner table, they want to, like, you're kind of stiff, you know, stiff, you know those stiff necks? Stuck, huh? Yeah, like, they just, you know, salamu alaikum, brother. What? You know, like, <laughs> like, just come on, calm down, you know, like. So they, they, they bring that PhD face to everywhere they go, you know? The reality is that these stiff necks, it, I don't mind it. It's, someone can have a stiff neck physically, but in the reality, deep down in their heart, they have to be humble. Now, this is my problem. So everyone wants to outdo someone. Everyone is trying to outdo someone. If I'm not showing my, like, my demeanor that I'm strong and I am like someone, like I don't show my personality, that means I'm belittling myself. So that's where it comes where humbleness. I think it's, I, I think if you really have what you have and you are what you are, you don't need to, you don't need to represent the stiffness or this attitude of presenting yourself in front of someone. You don't need to do that. But John, the thing is like, what's interesting. So how, what, what's the easiest way to develop this? And why is it, how, like, What's the easiest route to get it, right? That's what it is. And how does a how should a person ponder and think about this? See, in the Quran, there is always this inherent understanding of how Allah treats you. Remember that, because that's how you should try to treat others. You know that whole I when Sheikh Muslim look at the mercy of Allah with you, so be merciful to others, right? Correct. So, so similarly is the case. You know this understanding of. Who are you to be boastful or arrogant in front of anybody else? How many times, you know, was Allah merciful with you? Did mm. Allah hide your sins? So carrying yourself in that way is so important so that you could show mercy to others, right? This is, the, this, is, this is what Allah wants us to think of all introspect this aspect in our lives. How many times Allah hid my sins? How many times I've done so many things wrong, Allah did not just expose me. So who am I to expose somebody else? Right? How many times did I do wrong things? Allah did not just, you know, Allah did not, you know, take remove His mercy or remove a ni'mah from me. So who am I to do that? Somebody else. That's why it's important, right? Like understanding the it, this 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 aspect was so prevalent in our salafus salihin, like Imam Malik rahimahullah. He was sitting in the masjid. He walked into the masjid after Asr salah. According to Imam, Imam Malik's madhab, Imam Abu Hanifa also, 
after Asr, between Asr and Maghrib, there's no Tahiyatul uh, Masjid. You don't pray any Nafil Salah. Okay? So he walks into the Masjid after Asr and he sits down. So a young person comes and stands up and he says, You haven't, you know, what's wrong with you, old man? You didn't pray. You, you walked into the Masjid and he arrogantly speaks to him, right? You didn't pray Salah. You didn't pray to get up and pray to Tahiyatul Masjid. You're not supposed to do that. Not realizing that's Imam Malik. And even if you realize he didn't like he, he he wasn't respectful to him, Imam Malik got up and started praying to Rakats right away. He went he like literally started praying to Rakats. People asked him afterwards, why you know why did you pray to to Rakats even though you know that you're not supposed to or you have this you know it's your opinion that you're not supposed to pray Tahrir Masjid between that time, and he says that I was I was too afraid to be among those people who Allah says when it is said to them to pray they don't pray. I was too afraid to let my ego come in the way. You see what I'm saying, Mujan? Yeah. That's why pride in, in humility or humbleness, according to some people, is something that even the physical attributes are spoken about. Usually, you know, it's between it's in your heart between you and Allah. But when it comes to this quality, Allah actually talks about the physical manifestation of it. He says, The way they walk is mentioned. Mm. It's, not, it's just not about the heart. Like someone can say, "I'm humble," but they, they don't manifest it in the character. So it's yeah, more about the character. Yeah, too. the way, like the the way you walk, their body language, your body language. There's there's so there's such a big element in Sharia and Deen about the body language of a person when it comes to humility and pride or humbleness, whatever. Luqman Hakim is saying that to his son, right? So uh, even when it comes about the Prophet If the Prophet was to walk on dry wood He would walk with such humbleness and humility That you could not hear the crack of the wood beneath his, wood beneath his walking Walk with so, so gentle, so much sakina And if he was to walk next to a flame You know when you have... You, uh, Put a lighter on and the wind blows Even the slightest of wind makes the flame flicker If the Prophet was supposed to walk by The flame would not even flicker That's how much tranquility and humility He had in his walk The way he walked And why does Allah say This is beautiful Why does Allah say Like the ones who walk on the earth Even that has a meaning right? Because every time you walk on the earth You should remember that's where you came from hmm. That's where you came from you're walking on the, the thing that made you, right? You're walking on the earth. That's where you're going to go back to. And people become arrogant when they forget where they came from. How, what a fool is that person who forgets where he came from and where he's going? Don't forget what you, where you came from because if you forget where you came from, you came from there, right? You came from that state of dependency from nothing so that there's no reason why you should be you know, you should carry yourself like that. And that's why this is a, this is a way, one way, an easy way to develop this quality. And and, and this also comes towards the way we... Um, so you live in a way in your life that you feel every single person is better than you. When the people of the past used to see a young person, used to see an elderly, elderly person, they used to look at him and say, Wow. Look at this person. He's much better than me. He's done so many more years of ibadah, so many more pages of tilawah he's done. He's far better than me. An older person will look at a young person and say, 
this young man is much better than me. He has a younger, he has a smaller life, and he has done less sins than me. So when you do that, when you it's between you and Allah, and this is in your heart, but it also shows in your body language, and that's why it's such an that's why it's not enough to just say that it's in my heart, but it also should be manifested in the way you walk, the way you talk, the way your the way your body language is, the way you the Prophet's body language is such that everyone would feel loved, everyone will feel close to him. You see what I'm saying? And that's why it's something that we can develop. Right away through our body language, right away with the way we react and talk to people and the way we treat people. Sheikh Masmari, everyone wants to hear you. Please, please continue to give us advice. I want to listen. Well, I don't know why. I, I was enjoying before you, before I got into Sheikh Masmari, no, please, we want to hear you. This is, this, is, this is the opportunity for us to listen and benefit from you. People are tired of listening to me. No, Allah, I'm enjoying it. I'm not being humble, I'm just being real. Sheikh Masmani, Sheikh, Sheikh, the thing is that you can maybe, if <laughs> you can might, might shine light on this, like, okay, there's there's this, uh, how do you how do you develop this then? Where do you start? They're all, they're all saying, please, Sheikh, can Sheikh Masmani speak a little bit more, please? They want to hear you, Sheikh. I'm telling you, man. It's funny how you just had that one come up. Okay. Um, for me personally, what allows someone to... To, to, to live that life is ma'rifatu qadri nafs to know who you are mm. Sheikh Abdul Rahman just, just beautifully put it together that when you walk on this earth you know basically th this is who we are in the end of the day this is how we started and this is how we will we will end and subhanallah tawadu is a ibadah that requires a lot of uh, muhasaba you, you can't be heedless you can't you can't just allow yourself to live your life without holding yourself accountable and just remembering who you are. That's where shaitan fell apart. Shaitan, in the end, he, yes, he was arrogant, but he acknowledged Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but it was a moment of ghafla, of heedlessness, where shaitan reacted to his arrogance, and it was that moment, it was a defining moment where Allah just kicked shaitan out. And, and this is why it's, it's, it's an ongoing ibadah. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he, again, he was only human in the end of the day. But Aisha radiallahu anha says, bayt, He would remove off the mice from his, He would milk the goats. This is who the Prophet was. He would sweep the home. He was in the service of his family. He would go out to the market. He would be greeted by the kids. They would come and declare their love for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he would hug all the kids. That a young girl would come and hold the Prophet. He never thought, you think the Prophet was like, okay, I have to be mutawadi, I really have to be humble now. A young girl can come, take the Prophet's hand, just take him all the way, talk to him until he responds to all of her questions and addresses all of her concerns until she is fully satisfied. And us imams, and us imams, that we're too busy, huh? That's how we act sometimes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that, inshallah, may Allah not make us along those who are uh, arrogant. I mean. But, but, but again, there's so many ahadith, and I feel that once you know who you are, and you know your level in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'll give you an example. This is personal experience, and this is why, for me, this topic is very important because I have seen people fall. 
I know people personally, this is not uh, a story that I heard from the Salaf, because if we want to quote the Salaf and the older ulama, we have so much to say. But, you know, what has helped me is that I've seen people fall, people that in a time of their life, mashayikh, they wouldn't talk to people. They basically, they put barriers between them and people as if to get it to me, you have to go through this. And, and now, now, wallahi, they wish to receive a phone call. And I know these people. I remember one time, and this was one of the biggest lessons in my life. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to quote all the ulama. I'm just something that I find very beneficial. That I was called to give a khutbah one time. And I was sitting down and I, I was traveling. So I decided to pray in that place to visit someone. And, and of course, there was a lot to take back from, from, from that Jumu'ah and, and the khutbah that was given. In the end, I sat down and before I got up to give the khutbah, it, it was time. Say if the khutbah was at two, two, khalas, it's time for... Wallahi al-Azim ya mashayikh, the masjid was completely empty. There were two people. This was the first time in my life we had to delay the khutbah until people come and listen because the same person that was able to capture the masses where he then put a barrier between him and people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I felt then allowed him to go through this trial where a barrier has literally been put between him and people. So you see the danger of, of such kibr and the consequences of it. And so muhasabah, dunya doesn't change someone. I always tell people, money, wealth, success never changes you. It, it just exposes you. Wow. So so the idea that you... Huh? You know when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Iblis to do sajda? Aba, he's like, nope, he denied. Nistikbar is superficial form of takabbar. Like you're not even legible of it. Like it's not Aba wa takabbara. You're like he's like, you know, sometimes people act arrogant because they have some qualities. This guy was doing that. He was just acting arrogant. Like he was superficially trying to you know. Say his opinion. There's like a there's a istiana to takabur here. You understand? Wastakbara. And then what you said exposes right there is divine. Shaykh Masmari, this is divine what you're saying, my man. Wakana minal kafirin. Wakana. He was the word kana is used. You see that? He was always like this. He just got exposed now. So I just want to say what you say was pretty very powerful. Like that. Well, uh, I felt like I was in a church for a second. You were preaching. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sheikh, you never, you never heard the, the name of the mighty Lord and the yeah. name of the mighty Lord. Today, today's schedule. He told everyone that he started off with us. Went to go, went to church Sunday morning. He was busy all day. He started off with the church. So he did that. No one goes to church more out of any Imam in Michigan than Sheikh Masmari. That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sheikh Abdullah. Always talking about our interface. Always, always. He's always trying to make friends with the Christian brothers and the and, and, and Jewish brothers and sisters. They love him. Mashallah, great work, honestly, man. The interfaith. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, so uh, my my last point is that in the absence of tawabah is a clear sign that tawbah is needed, because the only thing that may bring about tawabah in one's heart, you can go on and on. When someone is arrogant, there's a lot of filth. You know, th there's an illness. There, there's a disease. Now that's spreading like like crazy in the body. And the only way to overcome that is Tawbah in the presence of Allah because Kibr is a major sin. 
And by purifying your heart, you rediscover yourself, then which, inshallah, would lead to tawabah. Mufti Sahib, is the main reason, if you follow the, the, the trend of the Qur'an, the main reasons people deny the prophets. Absolutely. Like, that's it. Those who are arrogant had a hard time. The Mustadafin, the Mustadafin, those who were you who were in the in the situation where they were vulnerable, they were weak, they were forced to be, they were uh, in the state of humility, they were able to be a little bit more accepting, right? Because they didn't have to go, go over the layer of arrogance. This is where it's detrimental. Um Sheikh uh, Sheikh Abdullah Rahman and Sheikh uh, Mufti Rahman and uh Sheikh Masman can help me on this. Is that there are sometimes you do takabbu, you're 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 supposed to be humble in front of creation. And then there's sometimes you're supposed to be in front of uh, humble in front of God. Like when you become arrogant in front of God, that's when it becomes really problematic. Really, what do I mean by that? You know, what is what is what is kibr, Mufti Sahib? What is the definition of pride? Yeah. Can you say the beginning of that hadith? Can you explain that hadith for us? The Prophet spoke about, you know, is 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 it a sign of arrogance when someone likes to beautify themselves or drive a, a beautiful, مثلا, now in our days, like a beautiful car and have a beautiful home? Prophet said, no, Which is denying the truth, right? And looking down at others, denying the truth. So when you are presented, you know, uh, a, a concept of Islam, a ruling of Islam, a lot of people will say, I don't believe it. I say to them, don't say that. Say, I believe it, but I have a hard time following it. D humble yourself in front of God. Forget right now, people are struggling with God. Forget other people. We have people who are arrogant in front of their parents. Forget their friends. We have people who are arrogant to their seniors. Forget their juniors. We have wives and husbands who are arrogant within. Forget their, you know, their peers. We, we, we're showing arrogance to people we owe humbleness to. We, we should be humble in front of everybody, but our society today is becoming becoming very rigid against in front of their mother. Yeah, I mean, how can you say oof to your mother? I know your mother's wrong sometimes, but there's a way to deal with it. Right? Abu Hurairah's mother used to curse the Prophet. But Abu Hurairah never responded in an arrogant way. And he prayed for his mother. And then finally she beautiful story how she accepts Islam. But I'm saying like like you have to be humble in front of God. You have to be in front of those people that God said you must be humble first. Your parents, your teachers, right? Ali used to say, Man I am the servant of the person who teaches me a word. He can sell me or free me. Meaning, like this, this is a very big concept. All of a sudden, people are you know are boasting and for no reason. So I think some of this, in some of it's by parenting. A lot of it comes by parenting. Parents who are arrogant. You know, I said this, a lot of the physical illness are also, you can say that, are inherited into children, right? Someone has diabetes, their children probably might have diabetes. You understand Mufti Shab, right? Somebody has some type of um, other medical conditions, possible like asthma, Mufti Shab, right? Like, you, in our family, we have bad lungs, correct? Our father's side. So we can we also have bad lungs, correct? So you can, chances are if you have bad lungs, you have asthma or eczema, you have these type of um, symptoms. 
So just like how physical illness can be inherited into the children, possibly, genetically, similarly, spiritual illness can also be inherited in children. That is very scary. If a mother and father are arrogant, their children are going to be raised arrogant. They talk like that, children are what? And if they're humble, children will pick it up. If they're forgiving, children will learn to forgive. This is how a society is built. So I wanted to say, can you, I want, before we go ahead with this up, can you tell me one of the most humbling stories in, uh, in the life of Omar, Abu Bakr, or the Prophet Sallallahu or any of, any of the companions that said this was, this when you read this story on humbleness, it was the epitome in your mind. You, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. And then Sheikh Masmari also. No, but we, we only have but then 10 minutes, so we can't go over stories. But like, of course, like, uh, before you talk about a story, you talk about what, like, at the end of the day, what what does a, what does a person get when he's humble? Like, okay. what what is a virtue of, like, at the end of the day, what what do I gain out of being humble? What do you get? And the the reality is, that the, you know, that hadith where the Prophet lowered his hand and raised his, raised his other hand, he says, he did this, then he did this, man tawadha alillah, rafa'uhullah, like, you can't see, think, we can't see your hands. You can't see he did this and he did that. Yeah. <laughs> he said the one who lowers, he says the one who puts himself lower, Allah elevates him, right? So the outcome of humility is that you win the hearts of others. Mm-hmm. You become beloved to others, right? Like uh, Sheikh Masri mentioned about Fatih Makkah when he comes in the conquest, uh, the Prophet came in the conquest of Makkah and Hinda, the one who was the wife of Abu Sufyan, he, she accepts Islam, anha, but she saw how humble this man was and how merciful and forgiving this person was. And that won her heart. Like 13 years in Mecca, the Prophet made an effort. But just that kind gesture of him coming to Mecca with his, you know, with his back hunched, with how the Sheikh Muslim said, with his beard touching the back of his camel and saying, you know, I've forgiven all of you. You ask Allah for forgiveness. This gesture of humility and mercy that he showed to everybody won everyone's hearts. So if you want people, if you want to win the hearts of people, then you must, this is this is the quality you must attain. And that's why you see Umar al Khattab Anhu, you're saying, give me some, you know, give me some uh, stories, so many stories, but what's, what story could be better than the story of Abu Bakr Anhu and Umar Anhu, uh, you know, when he's fo- he follows Abu Bakr every single day and he sees that Abu Bakr Anhu is, goes to someone's house, stays there for many hours, comes out, and Umar follows in, goes inside the house, sees some children, sees an old lady, and he asks her, you know, who are you? And she says, you know, she introduces herself. And who are these kids? These are some orphans. Whether they were orphans that she was raising or whether they were orphans because her husband passed away, it's unknown, but they were orphans. And then he asks, who was that person that, who, who just came? She didn't even know his name, Bajan. Didn't even know his name. Yeah. Like, you know, so like that act, like what does he do? He cleans the house, takes care of our children, you know, bakes the bread. Uh, and then, and then he, you know, he he helps and he feeds everybody, and then he leaves. He does this entire act of, you know, just kindness and utter humility uh, for this for this family, and he leaves. And Umar al-Khattab said, "You know what? I can never be like this person. He has tired everyone who's ever tried to become like this person." So the fact is, like, you win the hearts of people by this. And you, this, you, and when Sheikh Masmani said, like, when you go through the books of uh, Salaf al-Salihin, the people, the pious predecessors, one after the other, you will find this. They they would clearly say, this is Mutarif bin Abdullah, he says, Right? Mm-hmm. That if I sleep all night, this is for all the people who are watching, who couldn't pray tahajjud, couldn't do taraweeh, but if I sleep all night, I mean, I, I didn't do anything good. But I woke up in the morning with regret. Like, I wish I did it. 
You know, I wish I did it. You know, I wish I prayed Tarawih. I wish I read some more Quran. If you had that in your heart. Versus you you stayed up all night and you prayed Tarawih. You did all the good acts and you feel like you did something. He says, Wallahi, the person who feels like he didn't do something is much better than you. It's much better than you. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So that's why, that's why, um, should I, should, Allah Iqbal has a very good poem on this. Even Can you very, please, uh, Sheikh Musmari, would you allow him to say something in Urdu? Oh, please, please. I'm going to translate it too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it must be able to translate my facial expressions. Okay, but you're not going to understand this. This is way above, way above your pay grade. Okay, don't, don't okay. do that. Don't do that. I know. I'm, I, I, are you testing my humbleness? <laughs> he starts. It's a very long poem, but he talks about this poem based on these two lines. He says. Then he describes this person. He says, "Koi andaza kar sakta hai uske zore bazuka nigahe marde mu'min se badal jati hain takdire." He says. First of all, he says you cannot even you know, um, comprehend the muscles or the strength a believer has. So he says, Zore Bazuka. He says, Forget, he doesn't raise his hands. Just but this person looking at you and praying for you, he can your life can be changed. What, um, what, Nigahim, just by looking the way he looked, and how many of our teachers that we have that you know, the way they looked at us, the way they prayed for us, and it changed our fate, it changed our life. It goes back to the fact that they were, you know, become like the moon, you never know who can take light from you. Then he says, it went over my head a little bit, but it was that was amazing. So basically, he's talking about a person. Sheikh Masri, you can't translate this, okay? He's talking about a person telling him to look at where he came from. Where did you come from? Look at yourself. I mean, you have nothing. You're nobody. You're so dependent. You know, if something happens to you, you can't do anything to it. You cannot control your life. Allah is the Qadr. Allah is Muqtadr. You have nothing. He says, become like that. And then he was, then he says. Hawas can mean many things, but it's this quality of like desire, quality of arrogance, quality of, you know, all the negative qualities. This is what has destroyed the uh, human being. He says, then he says, afterwards, he says, this fact that this person is from India, this person is from Khorasanic, meaning racism. He's like, listen, you know, the bird, when it flies, when it start, begins to fly, like he always talks about a falcon and, you know, and talks about a hawk. He says, it always flaps his wings and dries his wings before it could start flying. He said, if you want to start flying in the eyes of Allah, you better flap your wings and get your ego away from you. Otherwise, nothing's happening. Very profound. Very Nothing's profound. happening, right? He says, right now, your wings are dirty. Your wings are dirty. Too much is too heavy. You know, when the plane is about to take off and there's ice and snow on it, it has to stop at the runway and then people the, 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 the people come and the ice it because it, it hinders... The way it flies, same thing, it's flight, the same thing with the bird. He's saying, if you want to start your your elevation in the eyes of Allah, you better de-ice your ego, brother. Yeah, you, better get, you, better get, you better get away from the, get. That's the only way you get closer and closer to Allah. Beautiful way, man. Honestly, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I, I, Sheikh Masmari, what is the best position in salah in front of Allah? Like, first, the, what is the best ibadah? Salah, correct? Mm -hmm. And the best position in salah is what? Sujood. Why? And standing up, huh? Why? Because what? of the, the the humility that comes with it. 
Subhanallah, right? Allah loves it when you 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 are in sajda because of the humility aspect of it. Correct, Sheikh Masmari? That's the tradition that God loves. Go down, be close to Allah. You know, Mufti Sahib, I know you like sports. Sheikh Masmari also is a big basketball player. You know, <laughs> we, we, you know now, now we, we both just bounce balls off of each other and off the court. You know, like, we're kind of little, we're behind, we're not, we're, we, can, we can be the, the ball man, you know, and give you this. Get, get rebounds from me and I'll, I'll take my shots. I'll give, I'll give, no, don't, don't question Sheikh Masmari. We, we played one-on-one many, many times. Sheikh Masmari got game, mashallah, you know. Uh, and I know just his knees, may Allah keep your knees healthy, Sheikh Masmari. I mean, I mean. Those knees may Allah keep, you know, keep them moving because you got kids, you got to keep up with them. Um, I, uh, Sheikh Masmari and, and Mufti Tab, you can tell me this. You know when Kobe Bryant passed away, you know, um, everybody knows about his stats, right? Those are not surprising. He, he, five championships, right? MVP, all-star appearance. Everybody knows about that. Those who are who are who are um, sports fans, correct, Mufti Sab? Right now, you know, what's that show going on about Michael Jordan, Mufti Sab? You're not watching it, but you know what's going on. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it on Eid Day. Don't call me. What's it called? The Last Dance. Astaghfirullah, dancing kabacha. <laughs> Dance, dance, dance. What is this? Dance, dance. <laughs> the name. I don't want to hear the word. I, I don't want to even hear the word dance. But you're right. So when, when someone like Kobe Bryant with all these accolades, championships passes away, you know what people are inspired most by? The time Kobe Bryant came up to someone's practice when they were sick. Or he, he went to the hospital for a child that was had chemo going on. You know what I'm saying? Like those humbling things that Kobe Bryant did. Such a great legend. But when he dies... The most touching articles for me were not his, you know, what it was, 80 what points, 81 points against the Raptors, right? Yeah. That wasn't like, okay, what? It's all right. You know, like it is pretty cool. Like it's Mamba, Beast Mode, whatever. But what really impressed me of these articles of these athletes, and you see them, you see them, they, they display, they give the, they, they sign the shoe and they give it to a kid in the stand. That is the most touching thing in the world. There's something about even a celebrity going down to help someone. Isn't yeah. it? It's I mean, just, the current, the, the current. A lot of times, people just say, "Oh, I love this athlete," but I, I love them because not just their athletic skills; it's their personality. But Jen, what do people? What is everyone? I mean, may Allah preserve our, our brother, our dear brother, Habib, Habib. What do people love about him? He's a humble guy, man. Allah keep him humble. Allah give his father a shifa. But the I reality, break, I break your face. Huh. Send me location. Send me location. <laughs> right? Yeah. So this is this is really important, and why don't people don't like Conor McGregor, right? Yeah. Part, part of it is because you know the, the the way he speaks, the arrogance, and I think the kids are watching this. Yeah. Kids are watching this that this you know, even our president, you know, unfortunately, you know, a reporter asked a question about coronavirus. She just he just respects her, you know, and arrogantly. You could do it in a better way. I mean, you can disagree with someone. So this message, this media, this presentation of this personality. We people, kids are watching this. People are watching this, but also we need to display this character of these athletes. They're non-Muslims. People like them in sports, but they like them not because they're good athletes only, because of their character, right? And they do all these social activities. And LeBron James for his um, program that he's doing, Akron, Ohio. I'm not saying they're like the perfect humans to watch, but even big celebrities, athletes, they when they show humbleness, people love them. Yeah. Subhanallah. When we as Muslims who are told to be humble. To walk humbly, uh, with humility, walk with humility, show show tolerance, show character. 
Imagine how pleased it please how much impresses Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How it impresses the angels. So this is this is a concept that we have to accept. Sheikh Masmuni, just just there was a question somebody asked about Izza, and did you read that question earlier, yeah, Sheikh yeah, Masmuni? Yeah. No, which question? Sorry. What was that question? Can you can you? There was a the, the the question between the the, the whole the, the the question the question comes from that ayah. من يرتد منكم عن دينه فسوف يأتي الله بقوم يحبون ويحبونه أذلة على المؤمنين عزة عزة على الكافرين. Could you just explain that ayah? Also very relevant to that. Right here. How do you display independence while being humble? You had to put the Yemeni on the spot because you know what the Prophet said when he when he recited that. He, he pointed to Abu Musa al-Ash'ari and he said, Hada wa Oh! Oh! The Wahids are from Yemen too, somewhere down the road. Somewhere up there from Yemen. This kind of missed a lot of the audience, this whole thing. It was a little bit, um, a little bit uh, from the language of the scholars. So can you break it down? So, so the ayah that you just recited, Sheikh Abdullah, and that, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, of course, re received this ayah that whomsoever, oh, you who believe, whomsoever returns back from their, or, you know, turns their back on their faith, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will replace them uh, with a group that loves Allah and Allah loves them in return. They are humble to believers and they stand firm against uh, disbelieving people. And uh, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when reciting this ayah, he looked at Abu Musa al-Ash'ari. Abu Musa al-Ash'ari is from Yemen. He said, this is this man and his people. So the Prophet said, we're humble by nature. So that's a good thing. You know, I, we I, have to take credit. The Prophet said, we're going to take a... I attest to that. I attest to that. I attest to that. MashaAllah. People of Yemen, the Prophet said, Right? Is that how it goes? People of Yemen are going to come. They have the softest hearts. And I attest to that, Sheikh Masmari, that you do have a soft heart. Oh, thank you, thank you, Chef. Don't 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 do too much, but thank you. I appreciate. But I'm it. doing it. I'm not. I'm not doing this just for the sake of doing it. I have a. I have something behind it. Like don't don't think my compliments come for free. Oh, I know that for sure. I'm I'm purely planning the sabaya drive by to your house, you know, and and the Yemeni kahwa to your house. I, I don't know what your plans are, but after Eid, I'll be there. Bajan, Bajan, Bajan. People have here's here's what we're gonna do. People have many questions, right? And that's why all your questions that you have, please, we're going to have a Q&A session on the last night, which is going to be Friday night. All these questions you have, we're going to answer them on Friday night. On Friday night, it's going to be a Q&A session, rapid fire. Friday night, instead of our, because Thursday night is going to be our 29th night. On Friday night will be our uh, our last night and our, you know, our, our send off to farewell for Ramadan, inshallah. So please, uh, we're going to send you the app. Mufti Abdul if you're on the stream, could you please, this app right here, this link, follow this link and send your questions. Because it's very difficult for us to answer questions while we're talking. So oh, any questions that come to your mind, we promise you, it, we will take those we'll questions. Try. We can't promise. We can't make... One second. I, I didn't finish my sentence, Bajan. I know you promised your kids so many things and you don't live up to the promises. It's kind of painful. So don't <laughs> we're gonna, we promise you we're going to look at all of them and we're going to try to answer as many as possible. So we love questions. We love to engaging. So please, uh, the questions are beautiful, but it's difficult for Sheikh Masmani, Sheikh Abdullah and myself to look at the question. But that doesn't mean you don't ask the question. Please ask the question. Put it there and inshallah we will answer on Friday night. Be there at 9.25. I know, I know Yemeni, what makes people Yemeni are humble too. 
can I can I can I say one thing about that? I think Sheikh Abdullah, just very briefly about what you said about someone asking about Mahana, about humility and humbleness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it, to, to summarize it, ma'rifatullah. Humbleness originates from from knowing who Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is and knowing your value in the sight of Allah. That, that's tawadu. So mahana, putting yourself down, is a result of low confidence, if not no no confidence at all. Low self-esteem. Like uh, yeah, low self-esteem. I'll give you an example. Like there's khajal. There's uh, you know a lot of the times when we speak about shyness and modesty, people refer to women. So if if they look at women, some people say hadi khajula, uh, or they say hadi uh, tastahi. And of course, in air, now the way we speak, it's the same thing. But there's two completely different meanings. Khajal, which is also shyness, the source of that is weakness, is no confidence. Al-haya is the ability to speak and the ability to say and to do, but you're still covered with modesty. Allah you still control. So tawadu is the same thing. Tawadu, it's not because you're weak. You can easily respond. And tawadu doesn't mean madalla. I, I, I really, some, you know, a lot of those hadith are also mawdu'a, fabricated. Where they say the Prophet ﷺ would go to this person and humiliate himself. The Prophet never, never, you know, was never a muhan. He wasn't someone that would just be stepped yeah. on. When the people of Quraysh made fun of him that day, uh, he made dua against each and every one that, 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 that attended that gathering that put all the remainings of the animal. On his head, he's like, Allahumma alayka bi uqbah, Allahumma alayka bi fulan, Allah. So, so we don't want to mix both. It, it doesn't mean sometimes people, when they become religious, sorry to say, they become stupid. <laughs> you know, and Aisha was against that. Yeah. All those people walking like this. Umar radiallahu anhu used to go and slap people who would walk like this. He said, yeah. pick your head up and walk, have a pace. Yeah, and she said, Wallahi, in, in, in Umar. You know, that when Umar would speak, he would be heard. And if he would, you know, tap someone, it would hurt. And when he would walk, he would walk fast. So Islam still encourages power and, 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 and bravery. And it doesn't mean that we just turn into these weak people because we're trying to embody humbleness. Sheikh Masmai, excellent. We are, we are coming to the, uh, we passed the hour. We are at 2.09 here at past midnight. We are so grateful for Sheikh Masmari Mufti Abdul Rahman. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to conclude with a quick dua by one of by these guests who are visiting us, especially Sheikh Masmari or Sheikh Mufti Abdul Rahman. They can we'll do we'll do a, we'll do a lot. We'll I did I did dua yesterday. Don't try bullying me making dua today. I did dua yesterday. Sheikh Masmari made dua the day before. So uh, you know Sheikh Masmari is you know telling you to make dua. I, do, I I joke too much to make dua in public for you guys. Like I I joke around too much. Honestly, I feel I feel like if I didn't joke that many times today, I would make the dua. By the way, let me just tell everyone, Sheikh Abdullah has a beautiful personality. He just wants, you know, to, to, to diversify the group and, you know, and but Jazakallah khair for wanting to bring a smile. I know your personality, you know, you, you're my brother. So I know how, even how you think, your facial expression, I know everything. <laughs> but, you know, and I know why you're doing it. You really want to bring joy and inshallah you get the edge of making people smile because I know I can't. Sheikh Abdurrahman is pretty, he's like me. We're together. We're, yeah, we're, before, like, when we first started this session, right? Me and Sheikh Abdurrahman, we're on the same boat. But Sheikh Abdurrahman, thank you. Sheikh Abdurrahman, he, he, when we first started the session, so he asked for my criticism and my feedback, right? We started, me and Sheikh Abdurrahman. 
So he's like, I said, he's like, how many was how do you have any constructive criticism? Um, by John, I'm like, yeah, everything is good. You're excellent, mashallah. But I said, don't try to joke. You're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stay out of that. And, and that's I, the truth. He did say that to me. I was like, you're not funny. You're not funny. I, I, I don't know why you, when you try to be funny, you're not just, it's miserable. And that's like me speaking Urdu. I just, I, I know, I, my Urdu is like fireworks, you know, just, you know, they go all over. Tell us, are you going to make dua, please? You know, see, when I make dua, I get very emotional. And I don't want to mess up anyone's makeup. You know, so we'll do it, but it's just, I, I just, I don't, I don't want to. Okay. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Jazallahu anna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa haluh. Allahumma khfillana wa alhamna wa anta khfil-rahimin. Ya awwal al-awwalin wa ya akhir al-akhirin wa ya al-quwwat al-matin ya rahim al-masakin ya rahman ar-Rahimin. Walamna anfusana wa ilm taqfillana wa tarhamna lanakun min khasirin. ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم إن نسألك فعل الخيرات وترك المنكرات وحب المساكين اللهم إن نعوذ بك من جهد البلاء ودرك الشقاء وسوء القضاء وشماتة الأعداء اللهم باركنا فيما بقي من رمضان اللهم تقبل صيامنا وقيامنا وركوعنا وسجودنا وجعلنا من أتقائك من النيران في هذا الشهر العظيم يا رب العالمين اللهم لا تحرمنا أجر ليلة القدر اللهم لا تحرمنا أجر ليلة القدر اللهم لا تحرمنا أجر ليلة القدر يا رب العالمين Oh Allah forgive all of our sins يا رب العالمين Oh Allah reward us for this this program Oh Allah the hundreds and thousands of people who are listening across the world Oh Allah inspire them help them take change help them becoming better people and better individuals Oh Allah inspire us يا رب العالمين Oh every person that's tuning in at this time of the, of the of the night we ask you, Ya Allah, to lighten up their homes, lighten up their hearts. Ya Allah, grant them the best of this dunya and akhirah. Oh Allah, you make their children pious. If they have children, if they don't grant them children, Ya Afia, those who are not married, give them pious partners, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, those who are elders and old, our parents, oh Allah, we ask you to give them health and barakah in their life, Ya Rabbil Alameen. We beg you to give us a tawfiq, to serve them with afia, with ease, Ya Rabbil Alameen, attain your paradise, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, in this blessed month of Ramadan, we are deprived of entering your homes, but we will not be deprived of your mercy. All the kings shut their doors. All the governors shut their, lock their homes. Oh Allah, we know your doors are never shut. Oh Allah, we ask you to forgive our sins. We ask you to grant our wishes, Ya Rabbil Alameen. We ask you to remove our worries, Ya Allah. The Muslims who are suffering in Syria, in Yemen, in Palestine, and and China and Burma and Kashmir and Sudan, wherever Muslims are suffering, Ya Allah, you help them, you guide them, you protect them, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, bless our city of Michigan, bless our country of America, and bless the Muslims, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, we ask you to make this land a, a land of peace and barakah, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Bless our communities, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Bless our institutions, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, do not deprive us of the night of Laylatul Qadr. Oh Allah, let us take advantage of it. Oh Allah, we are asking you an odd night, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, accept our nights, accept our ibadah. Ya Allah, save us from the fire of Jahannam. Save our parents and our families from the fire of Jahannam. Oh Allah, grant us Jannah to Firdaus. Oh Allah, we sound superficial, even asking you for Jannah, Ya Allah, but we ask you to not look at our prayers, but through your mercy, grant us the best of this dunya and akhirah, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Wallah, we are from the nation of your most beloved Prophet We are from the nation of your Habib Mustafa Muhammad His cries, his, his prayer for us, Ya Allah, make us beneficiaries of it, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, he cried for us at night. Ya Allah, he cried for you. Oh Allah, he cried for us during the travels. Oh Allah, he worried about us. Oh Allah, please do not... Make us disappoint him on the day of judgment. You promised your Habib that you will please him. Oh Allah, make us amongst those who cause 
pleasure to the eyes of the Prophet sallallahu Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, oh Allah, take care of us in this dunya. Oh Allah, when we die, we ask you to take us from this dunya with iman. When we're close to you, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, oh Allah, open the doors of the masjid. Remove this pandemic, this waba, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, bring the world back to normalcy, normal order, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, we ask you again and again, do not deprive us of your favors because of our mishaps and sins. Do not deprive us of your favors because of our mishaps and sins. Oh Allah, do not replace us because of our shortcomings. Ya Allah, oh Allah keep us on the straight path. Ya Akram and Akramin. Allah, again, we ask you, everyone that is here, the everyone that join us, to bless them in their health, their wealth, their families, their children, and accept the du'as. Accept all of our du'as. Oh Allah, we ask you to bless our parents, my mother, my father. Our siblings, Mufti Abdurrahman, Sheikh Masmani, who joined us tonight, bless them, bless their families, bless their children, bless their wife, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Sallallahu ta'ala na khayri khawqi wa alayhi wa Brothers and sisters, we have 2.15. My humble request to you again, please subscribe to our channels. And I humbly request that uh, submit your questions to the link that was shared in the in the, uh, in the chat, in the thread. Also, please become a Miftah sustainer. I said this before. I will say it again to the end of the Ramadan. Whatever small you can be, whatever small part of Miftah you could be by giving ten dollars, twenty dollars, thirty dollars, hundred dollars. If you think you can give a thousand dollars, we have some people who are giving a thousand dollars every month to Miftah, mashallah. Um, and if you think that could you just you believe in what we're doing and you feel that we can inspire many more people by your generosity, you can reach hundreds and thousands of hearts. Millions of people will change their lives, and all this can go to your Sadqajariya. So, brothers and sisters, we are trying our best. And of course, the upkeep of this institution definitely depends on a lot of your work. So brothers and sisters, we have so many people who have donated, so many humble people who have been helping us out. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and Mufti Abdul Wahab, Mufti Abdul Rahman, Sheikh Masami, all of us. Thank you so much for your contribution, for your du'as, everything that you're doing. It's unbelievable how many people are giving us so many prayers. Thank you so much. And I ask you again, please think about being a sustainer. It's not about, it's not about, you know, the money only. It's about being a consistent sustainer. Inshallah, you never know. This could be this means of salvation for us and a means of guidance for others. Again, Jazakumullah khair. Please keep us in your du'as. Uh, tomorrow at 9.45, we will have Quran reflection. It was one thing that I wanted to do that I will say tomorrow, but I'll, I'll bring it up today, that whoever's watching this program um, with their families, especially the children, the younger ones, please take a picture while they're looking at the screen and send us uh, at admin at miftah.org Right? No, 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 but not right now. We're going to give them the link tomorrow for that. We'll give them the link, but think about how to do it. We want you to send us a picture of your children watching our programs, and we're going to put on our Instagram. We want to give them a prayer. We want to give them a special shout out. We have special plans for them. So we also want to recognize and appreciate. I swear, I said this before, we are very humbled that you and your families are watching and tuning into our programs every single day. Jazakumullah khair. Sheikh Masmari, Allah bless you. Allah keep you smiling. So Allah you take the work from you. Sheikh Abdurrahman, Mufti Saab, may Allah bless you. May Allah protect you. May Allah bless your older brother. May Allah subhanahu wa Older brothers that are on the screen right now, both. Sheikh Mufti Abdul Wahab, Sheikh Abdul Aziz, Sheikh Abdul Rahim. It's hard to say Sheikh Abdul Rahim. Sheikh Abdul Rahim and our parents, everyone that is helping us. Jazakumullah everyone. See you tomorrow. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.